Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, he spent 30 years in corporate America and got tired of running on that hamster wheel. Now he's helping others find their life's purpose. His journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly show. Well, let's face this, many of us are running on a hamster wheel. For 25 years, I was on a hamster wheel called Local TV News, and it was fun for a while, but then after a while, it got pretty monotonous. It seemed like I was doing the same thing day after day. Someone who can relate to that, Eric Sardina. He's the host of the Return to Authenticity podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of your journey. 30 years in corporate America. 30 years, yeah. I worked for some of the largest companies uh, in the world, some of the largest consulting organizations in the world, and really was focused on kind of always achieving the next level and moving up the corporate ladder and had a great career, met some great people, did some great work. And as I started to approach 50 years old and our youngest went, on, went off into the working world, left the home, I started to ask those questions for the first time, like what really is my purpose? What am I supposed to do now I, with another 15 to 20 years left in my working life is this what i've been put on the earth to do you know by my creator am i using the gifts and talents i've been blessed with or is there something else and so for the first time in my career i hired a coach to help me sort of look inside of me i'd had coaches provided for me by employers over the years but this was the first time i spent my own money and my own time to really understand me and dig into me and it was a great couple year experience and what I really discovered was my best days were days when I was investing and pouring into others, building the team up, seeing team successes. It was less about individual success, even though I had measured my own success by my individual success often, it, uh, those, those victories tended to be fairly hollow. And as I stacked up wins in my corporate life, I noticed I really wasn't deriving a lot of fulfillment from that. And working with a coach, I really understood then I needed to focus on others and pour into others. And so I stepped out of my corporate role in July of 2021, and I've been coaching others, um, many of which looked a lot, look a lot like me. They're executives in their 40s and 50s that are trying to determine, you know, what's their life's purpose? What are they on the earth to do? And I helped them sort through those decisions and uh, come to the answers that ultimately drive them the most value. Sure. And I think your timing for launching this uh, new career uh, couldn't be better because uh, people aren't waiting till their uh, midlife to have the crisis. Some people are having crises in their 20s. Like, right. you know, I got into law, but I hate the law. I got into medicine. I hate medicine. 100%. Are you are you finding that uh, you're starting to get interest from younger and younger clients? Uh, absolutely. In fact, it's, it's interesting. Um, I have a few clients that are in their 20s and they're in that exact mode, Jeff, where they're like, you know, I don't know what I want to do at all. Like, I don't even know where to begin. And, um, and right now I'm working with some of those younger clients to try to help them sort through those decisions. 
and uh, and come to the answers that you know can get them at least started. What I've told all my younger clients and really any of my clients, life's journey is not a linear path. It doesn't just move from point A to point B. It's this kind of meandering pathway, and and typically it's through some darkness, through the jungle. You have to sometimes knock some branches out of the way to ultimately find where you're heading. It's sort of that hero's journey, if you will, and um, and so often people get frozen on that first step. It's that first step that's the most challenging because they're afraid to take a misstep or a bad step. And it's, it's like, no, take the first step. And if nothing else, it will teach you where you've stepped wrong. And then you can pivot off of that and move in a new direction. And it will take you again, closer to your, to your destination. It's freezing that ultimately prevents you from, from getting to where you need to go. Sure. And I applaud you as a podcast fan myself. I applaud you for launching the podcast. We're going to put this page up here, return to authenticity. Uh, tell me why you launched it and how do you choose your guests? Yeah. Return to Authenticity. So I'm a big podcast fan. I have been for years. I spent a lot of time traveling and I would listen to podcasts on the road and just enjoyed the content that I would hear and the knowledge I would gain in those in that in that medium. And so I had this vision of I wanted to start a podcast. I just didn't know what it was going to be about. And as I work with my coach to understand myself, I started to understand the podcast would be about people with similar stories of making life pivots toward their authentic self. So often we get 1% or one degree off center. And after 15 or 20 years, we end up in a place where we don't even recognize where we are. And so my guests often tell stories where they've pivoted back. They've found themselves in this sort of emptiness and started to ask those questions. Why am I here? They make a pivot and they come back toward their authentic debt, their authentic talents, their gifts, their blessings, and they now are in this new place. And so the stories tend to be very inspiring. So I started the podcast for a few reasons. One, I love hearing my guest stories. They tell super inspiring stories. They're awesome human beings. Two, I knew that my clients um, would also, given that my clients are coming to me in some of that moment of darkness of the soul where they're in this kind of questioning, where am I, where, where should I be, that these stories would be inspiring to them, that you can see this person went through this difficulty and came out the other side. There's hope for you as well. And then just the knowledge that would be picked up along the way for me, again, was going to be invaluable. So I set up the podcast, started it actually close to one year. My anniversary is coming up on March the 9th. Um, and so shortly, a few days from now, uh, will be my anniversary. And I've launched a new show every Wednesday um, since launching. And so we're up to, I think this week will be number 52. And um, yeah, more stories to come. I've got another couple uh, dozen or so recorded and fabulous guests coming fabulous guests that we've had. They tell just super inspiring stories. So it's awesome. Yeah. You're also being called to help men and we're going to put some pictures up. I want you to talk about the summit. Yeah. So this is a great example of, you know, God working where I had no thought that this was going to be put in my path. And once I stepped out of that corporate world and started to look at what opportunities were out there, all of a sudden this thing presented itself. Some one of that first frame that you showed there is the leader of the summit, a gentleman who's a close friend of mine named Spencer Mazingo. And he had this vision for creating a um, rites of passage event for men to help them to lean into their roles as fathers, husbands, um, Christian men, and what it meant to be a leader in their home, in their community, uh, as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a dad, all those things. And so he took that idea to our client, our, our client organization, Turning Point USA, and said, we need a program for men. I've got the program and Turning Point agreed to sponsor two pilots in 2022. 
So we had our first two events in 2022, one in Montana and one in Texas. They went fantastically well. And now Turning Point would like 10 more of those events in 2023. So we're going to be busy. And these events are they're rites of passage. So they're challenging by nature. Um, they're also, we don't disclose a lot of information about them because part of the challenge is not knowing what's coming next, not knowing when you're going to get a break, when you're going to eat, when you're going to sleep. And so when the brain doesn't know what's about to happen, it can create a stress of its own. Um, and so uh, we leave it a little bit in mystery, but suffice to say, it's rigorous, it's challenging, and yet it's designed for everyone to be able to finish. They just have to not quit. Um, and they'll get to the end. So we just had our third event, which was the first of 2023, last week down in Central Texas. It was fantastic. Um, lives were changed, men were brought to the Lord. It was, it was um, incredible. Wow, okay, tell me one of your favorite stories uh, of a breakthrough that you witnessed. Yeah, so again, we, we put our plan in place and then uh, often were led in a direction that we didn't anticipate, right? So we had a specific evolution that involved men holding about a four foot log over their head and they had to hold it over their head for as long as they could. And when they couldn't hold it any longer, they were, they had to drop it. And then the punishment, if you will, or the next step was they had to run up a, about a 400 yard incline up a hill, get to the top, run back down and then pick the log back up. And that was designed to go on for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we knew the men couldn't hold the log over their head for 20 minutes. So there would be sort of a cycle of people um, running up and down this hill. And what we learned uh, was very interesting was that once one, the first person dropped the log, it sort of created a little bit of a quitter mentality. So you had shortly right after that, two or three men dropped the log and we thought, okay, this is kind of going as expected. So that first group of men ran up the hill and when they came back down, they saw that some of their brothers were still holding the log over their head and starting to really shudder and shake. Their bodies were really shaking because they were starting to run out of energy to hold that log. And rather than pick up their own log, they embraced their brothers and they held their brother's arms or they held the log itself. And so now you had groups of four and five men holding one log. And what it enabled was that man not to drop the log and not to have to run the hill. I mean, it was incredible. It brought us to tears. It brought the men involved to tears. And it demonstrated to them the importance of brotherhood, that we are strong, but we are made stronger by our brothers and we are made stronger in the Lord. So it showed that importance of leaning into each other and having that group of men that you can count on. It was awesome. Wow. In the little time we have left, Eric, I, I want you to share with uh, the viewer, how does one know when they need a guy like you in their life? And, and if you're a man, uh, how do you know whether the summit is for you? I would say, Jeff, if you're asking yourself those questions and you're having those moments where you're thinking, man, I'm just not feeling like Maybe I'm doing the thing that I was put on the earth to do. Maybe I'm stacking up some wins and I'm feeling like those are hollow or empty. I'm just not feeling satisfied. Or I've got that question in my mind of, am I using the talents, gifts, blessings, and things in my life or that I've been blessed with for the purpose I was put on the earth um, to use them for? If you're asking that question, I can help you. That's what I help my clients with. That's what I help them sort through to a conclusion, to a, a place where they feel confident that they're moving forward in the right direction. Um, yeah, on that one. And on the men's summit? Yeah, on the summit, if you're a man and you're asking yourself those questions about what does it mean to be a father, perhaps you're already a dad or you're about to be a dad and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or you're wondering, you know, what does it mean to be a masculine Christian man in your home today? How do you lead your family, lead your community? Um, if you're asking those questions, 
you need to be involved in the summit. It, it, I would say, if you're asking that question, don't think too much about it. Go to the website and apply, sign up, and just go. Because if that question's in your mind, there's no need to dwell on it. Go, learn what it means to be a brother and a father and a husband, and, uh, and just put in the work. Um, you can sign up and apply at summit.tpusa.com. Again, it's summit.tpusa.com, and you can apply there. Outstanding. You've been an amazing guest. Uh, we're going to end with Eric's website, which is ericsardina.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having me. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.